Hey guys, what's up? It's Eddie and you are in bed with Eddie. I have a special guest with me here today and guys, I have been trying to hold back how excited I have been. Um, I have Anthony Xavier here. Yes. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good. So let me tell you guys who Anthony is. Anthony is a beauty makeup guru even though his banner you Wanna know be. i disagree with your banner um <laughs> newly youtube content creator and queen of spilling all the tea so let me <laughs> tell you twitter our love affair i should say you know our twitter love affair goes back since so 2010 i did a little going back um, and i want to know how did you like find me on twitter and like how did this come about like tell honestly me. this all began with my love for olga k ah! and i had um i'd been watching her videos and she had i think some vidcon or playlist live vlogs and you were featured in one of them and of course i was in like what 10th grade or something like that and i was like oh that boy he's he seems interesting he's kind of cute too so um that's how I found you. I went to your channel and you were doing all that Club Gaga stuff. And oh my god, thought it was really interesting. So I subscribed and the rest was history, as they shall say. Yes, it say. is. Oh my god, I'm so glad. Thank you for subscribing. Shout out to Olga K. She's literally amazing. Right. I love her. I want to get a pair of her socks. Um, but meanwhile, so my Club Gaga channel, are you a Gaga stan still? Are you like not a huge fan of her? I want to know this right now because you may have to get out of my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I really stand for anybody anymore. I don't know. No. I like I like Gaga. I still like her. I'm not like Yeah. I didn't get Joanne. I'm not going to lie, but as I don't have a problem with cure it. The Cure is on your I playlist. Love the, I love The Cure. I have to buy it. Yeah. I, I heard to. it on the radio and I like it's it. It's good. I love I it. I do really like That's it. That's one literally was one of my questions was to ask you if you like The Cure because literally, guys, I have strict rules about who gets into my bed. They have to like <laughs> what I like and you are in my bed. And so if you're not a Gaga fan, I'm with how to kick I'm you a Gaga out, fan. So. I'm her. glad. Love her. So tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, I know I can Instagram and Snapchat and whatever other Twitter mostly because that's what we're on. Stalk you like all day. And that's not really going to tell me who the real Anthony is. So tell me who the real Anthony is. Who the real Anthony yeah. is. Who is the real Anthony? Hmm, I would say he is a sassy, opinionated, makeup loving, crazy person. I don't know. I, I love that. I, I feel like I'm, I, I'm really creative, but it's kind of all locked in my head. So I'm finding different ways to express that creativity. And right now, I think makeup is that first frontier. I love that. So let me tell me, like, when did you come out? When did you know? Like a lot of people, you know, a lot of kids that watch my YouTube videos, you know, they like tuning in because I am open and I like to talk about that. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of it's important for me to talk about that. And everyone, you know, that I bring into my bed, I want another story. So tell me your story. Well, let's see. I would say that I always kind of had the feeling that I was 
not normal or like everybody else since I was kind of like born. I wouldn't say necessarily. Of course, I remember from the day I was born, but you know, you get the, you get the <laughs> gist. But I came out officially in I believe it was tenth grade, like the tail end of tenth grade. But I came out as bisexual because I still kind of was fighting those feelings. I didn't really know exactly if I was fully gay or anything like that because I always kind of pictured myself with a wife and kids living on the hill with the white picket fence and all of that, you know, the typical, I guess, heterosexual American dream or whatever you want to call it. But um, I would say in 12th grade when I got my first official boyfriend and I kind of like fell in love with him, I would say that that's when I knew for sure that I was gay and that I would actually be able to see myself marrying a guy because before then I would say that I could not see myself marrying a guy like that that thought never crossed my mind just when I when I did like try and picture it it just didn't seem right I don't know I was just still fighting those inner not necessarily inner feelings but like struggling to accept that yes I'm gay this is what it is you're fully gay stop trying to deny it you know yeah I mean it takes time and honestly girl you could have a white picket fence and a cute ass husband right. up on the hill so right. you know what and I was telling a friend this I don't know if this is true for everyone but honestly like it's always better when you're gay like it so is. many I, things you know I would have to agree at this point so many more options of things like designers willing to like give us clothes and all that. Well, and not I don't just know. like yeah. that, but I think the best part of being gay is that you kind of get a perspective of the world that's different than most people, you know, because yeah. not, of course not everybody is gay. So we kind of do get, of course, treated differently. We're not maybe necessarily treated the best all the time, but it's a totally different perspective as to like, just how you see the world, at least from my, I figure I, I kind of think that. I agree. I was like literally telling a friend of mine, I was like, you know, if I ever have kids, like, this is a random ass fact, but I learned this in biology and, you know, I went to a liberal arts college. So mm -hmm. we talked all about, you know, being gay is evolutionarily, you know, is exists in nature and all of that fun stuff. So anyone that wants to disagree... Google it. There's so many species that are gay that don't even care. They just like they do whoever they think is cute. But anyways, um, yeah, so we were talking about, you know, adoption. And, you know, this is still a very heated um, conversation in politics. And, you know, there's a couple things that I don't like to talk about. But when you're in my bed, we can talk about whatever we want. And so, Damn. you know, this is still a, a pretty, you know, topic for some states you can't you know gay couples still can't adopt um you know we have gay marriage yay yay it's legal all 50 states and some you know gay couples can't adopt but this is an even more like random fact that i had mentioned to a friend because he knows i'm like well if you know i adopt a kid or even if i have you know a surrogate kid or whatever like did you know that men can lactate and breastfeed their child even if they're adopted yes is this true this is so true i learned this in my biology class i mean it requires hormones but oh, okay. the whole method you know idea behind it is that you know you get a bond with you know a child if it's adopted especially you know you want that bond with the mm -hmm. child but also like it's a you know gay couples that can you know power to women obviously like that is the you know nature's you know way of you know 
feeding a baby, but it's also nice to know that the gays, we can we breastfeed our children if we want. Yeah. We're adopting all the babies that you straight people didn't want. <laughs> exactly. So I have a gift for you to wear during this episode because you are a queen. Okay. I couldn't find a queen. I don't know if queens really wear tiaras, but I have a tiara oh, for you. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I will take it. We kind of talked about this, you know, confidence factor and and I literally love and applaud and you because I still cannot for the life of me. Number one, I don't even know what to do about makeup because I have no fucking clue. I try to paint my nails and they look like shit, like literally oh, the I'm worst. The I will never. I can't. I can't. <laughs> even though I want to rock the color. I can't. Literally, I I um, painted my nails and my mom was like, that's horrible. Like, take it off. Like it wasn't that I was wearing it. It was that it was that bad. She was like, "No, honey, no." So it's a no. How did you, you know, get all this confidence to wear makeup? Because you literally you rock it and like, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. I think it all started with kind of like, like you were talking about nails. I used to. It, I think that's where it all started. I kind of like would watch nail tutorials. I thought they were so interesting, but I never actually rocked nails or anything like that. But then I started painting like two nails, and then eventually I started like watching makeup videos too, just because I think that, at least in my head, I was like, "This is so cool. That is so. I love how they can just transform. You go from like one person one day, and then." with just a little bit of makeup, you're a totally different person the next day or within 20 minutes. And it all started with just my first concealer. I remember I bought it and that was only like a year ago that I got into makeup and I bought a concealer and then it slowly started racking up to doing contour, adding highlight and all that type of stuff. And then like the confidence to wear it out. When I first got into it, of course, I wasn't going out in a full face like this. And even now, sometimes I still kind of like have those moments where I'm like, do I really want to look like this around all these people? What are they going to think? Blah, 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 blah. But for the most part, I put my face on. I don't really care what you think. You give me a dirty look. I'm going to give you a dirty look right back. I do not give a fuck. I yes. do not care. Yes. That's yes. one thing Slay. I just, I can't stand I can't stand disrespect so if people disrespect me because of what I look like because I choose to put some makeup on then they're gonna get a little bit of my mouth so like what advice do you have for people you know I'm sure there's there's kids out there just people in general like mm -hmm. of all ages that want to you know specifically you know guys mm -hmm. that want to wear makeup like what advice would you give to them you know if they're like kind of you know weary to do it or what would you tell them I would say Put your makeup on and don't worry about what anybody else is thinking. And if you're worried about what people are going to be thinking in public, remember that you're going out, you're seeing these people, and you will probably never see them ever again in your life. That's one thing that I kind of think, at least. Like, if somebody's thinking something negative about me, it's not going to change the way how I feel. I'm going to still be me. I'm going to go about my day just how I would normally and just... Don't worry about what people think about you. What other people think about you is none of your business. That's a quote that I definitely kind so of... So true. So true. <laughs> Although if you do have a rockin' makeup and know how to do it like you, of course I like, want to flaunt it all no. the time. I don't even have the skills to put on like <laughs> anything. Like Sometimes when I have a pimple, I'm like, shit, I need to cover this up. So, you know, I get a little powder and just... Mm -hmm. So you know it takes a while i'm not even gonna lie like i said i only started messing with makeup like a year ago and that was just a concealer and then 
when I started like doing like full face, that was maybe like six or seven months ago. So it's definitely been a work in progress. And I started out horribly. I had the most unblended contour ever. I thought I went out thinking I was popping as hell. Like nobody <laughs> could tell me nothing with my, this bold ass line of contour on my cheeks. But I've definitely, I think I've improved, but oh. I'm not where I want to be. Of course, I still have a lot more improving to do. Yeah, we all do. That's a that's a you know we always have room for improvement mm-hmm. all of us everyone so no one's perfect i don't know who told you you're perfect but if you're listening you're not perfect <laughs> no one's perfect i'm not perfect you're not perfect we're all not perfect oh my god my phone is blowing up i forgot to silence my phone whatever it's fine all right now we're gonna get into relationships relationships Uh-oh. sometimes they suck literally and figuratively <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how about you? How about me? For relationships, I'm single right now. And I feel like I've been in a relationship for like the last four, almost five years since like the senior year of my uh, of high school. That's when I like met my first boyfriend. And ever since then, it's kind of been off and on since then. And it's been a roller coaster in fact he just moved out like last week but not not necessarily because we broke up just because he had to move out he had to go somewhere else but yeah i mean we're still friends so i don't know right it's a part of your life and you know it made makes you who you are today oh yeah it's definitely changed who i am i'm can definitely say without that without i guess experiencing what love feels like I wouldn't be the person I am today just because I think it's made me a much kinder person and it's just made like it just there's so many things you just have to experience it that's that's all I could say I don't know it's too much to put into words yeah and you know what sometimes we got to take a break from all that and just give ourselves some oh, yes. self-love break. no promo break. but you know that's why I wrote self-love uh guidebook <laughs> to self-love because I forgot you know I've been single forever but um, not really. But, you know, like ultimately, ideally, like mm-hmm. I've had, you know, short, you know, quick relationships, nothing really like, long, you know, long term. I'm just like a crazy I, you know, I date someone and then it sucks and then I write a song about them or a show about them. And so I don't really know if people want to okay, date Taylor. me anymore. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm nicer than Taylor, but it definitely I use everything in my life. And so like whatever's going on in my life that's the only way i know how to deal with it is through artistic shit so like it sounds like a lot of people yeah so i like but you know like sometimes it's like my friends are like oh my god really what are you gonna write about them what are you gonna make about them this time and i'm like shut up but (laughs) so um this is a topic that i've talked about a lot on this show and i'm probably will talk about to the end of fucking time because I'm in L.A. when I moved here. I got on them. Dating apps. How do you feel about them? Are you on any of them? Dating apps. Jeez. Um, when it comes to dating, like, I feel like I'm always wondering, Anthony, why are you still single? Like, you're such a catch. You're so funny. You're so sassy. And you're so cute. Like, why are you still <laughs> single? But And then I remember, like... Uh, when guys approach me, I kind of don't respond or at least I'll entertain them for a while. And then I'm like, eh, not interested. I'm just going <laughs> to stop responding. Or, um, I just don't put myself out there either. So when it comes to dating apps, of course I've downloaded them here and there and I'll mess around for like a week. I'll entertain some guys and then I just uninstall it. Yeah. Like it never, how, like it was never oh on my, my phone. That's how I am too. <laughs> I would literally, I've downloaded and 
uninstalled Tinder so many times. Oh gosh, that's the one that's most downloaded mm-hmm. and uninstalled the most. So tell me what something a guy could do to impress you. I'm always like curious of everyone's like different mm. perspectives. That is such a good question. What could he do to impress me? I think setting up a date, honestly, and just paying attention to detail because I'm very, I'm very much a detail oriented person. So little things like remembering what I like, what I don't like and all those type of things. Um, I just like details. So as long yeah. as they remember the little details that impresses me, honestly. Aww. Well, you guys heard it. So give fucking on it. And fast replies on text. Okay. <laughs> don't take two hours to reply to my text messages. True, especially. Okay. Rant. Especially when they're on Facebook and oh you're texting God. them and then they fucking comment and you're like, are you fucking yeah, kidding me? Yeah, you're not texting me back, but you're on Facebook. That's a personal. That's a punch pet. in the throat. It literally is. It's like, <laughs> I am so important. Why are you not texting me back? I don't text you all the time, even though I do like attention and like. I don't text all the time. I have hours where I'm sleeping. I have to say, maybe I'm a little bit of a hypocrite, though, because when people text me, sometimes (laughs) sometimes I don't reply for a couple hours. Yeah. (laughs) Just because I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. And I know if I reply, then a conversation is going to start and I got to leave this conversation on. So Uh. I just put it off until I know you're not like ready to have a conversation. (laughs) Well, those kind of people, I don't really text because like if you can't have a conversation with me and I have to like do all the energy, like I can't, Mm -hmm. can't, especially guys. Like I can't, I can't with guys that can't carry a conversation. I know with their two word replies. (laughs) Haha, that was funny. Like I get, you know, opposites. Like you're the listener. I'm the talker or whatever. Like I'm the talker in relationships. But like, come on, have something to say when I'm out of breath, you know, I get what you mean. But, you know, advice, advice, advice. What's the best advice you have received? Hmm. I would say to be yourself unapologetically. I love that. Always, you know, I love that phrase. I think I don't really like to be honest when it comes to advice whenever I'm like going through something tough I'm not like the person to seek out advice just because I don't want to feel like I'm a burden to anybody and I kind of like having that strong front on like I got this it's under control don't worry I may have some problems but I'm probably not going to share with you but just know I have everything under control so I don't necessarily like seek out advice when I'm going through hard times. Yeah. Oh no. Then but my being book myself be would you. always being myself is always something that I try to stick to. Yeah. But I'm open to advice, of course. Like I like I say on my channel, like I'm open to constructive criticism. So if there's anything that I'm doing creatively or just in life in general, I'm totally open to criticism as long as it's constructive and not. Don't be rude, okay? All right. So I have been. In LA for oh, what is it four or five months now, and the thing that's driving me crazy, and I need to know because you're actually not from LA, you're from San Diego. Yep, born and so, raised. Yeah, so it's I'm sure it's a little bit different down there. I'm sure LA is oh, its yeah, own it's beast. Definitely different. No shade, but it you is, know what? I'm not from here, so I can talk shit about LA all I want. I know it. I live here. What the fuck is up with all these insecure guys? Oh, gosh. Like, it makes me more insecure. And I'm sorry to say that, but, like, your insecurities 
make me insecure. So let's talk about this. Like, what the fuck is up? I think it has to do with, like, the standards, especially in the gay community. It's kind of sad, like, the beauty standard. Like, you need to have a six-pack. You better have that V. You better have a job. You better be able to take care of me, take me on dates, all of that type of stuff. You know, a lot of people have really, really high standards, especially when it comes to image. Yeah. I think that's what the biggest problem is. That and, like... I, this is just in the gay community in general, like people not wanting to commit. Like I gave, you oh, don't want to be in a relationship. But people, I like I was, too. I was talking about this yesterday, like Ugh. with a friend, and it was like literally, like no one wants to have feelings. We're not allowed to have feelings. Like what the fuck? We're supposed to be the most emotional. <laughs> Stereotypically, we're supposed to be the most right. fucking emotional. So why can't no one talk about emotions? And then there's some guys who can just be like, not necessarily sluts or just like they just like break people's hearts repeatedly and they don't give a shit at all and it kind of sucks it's like what exactly is going on because i feel like a lot of guys or at least gay guys feel like they have to have this hoe phase and it's like i need to experience i need to experience things i need to discover who i like what i like and all that type of stuff it's like um so you have to sleep with a bunch of people to do that not I necessarily. I mean, I totally, not going to lie, can relate to the whole phase. I mean, I'm bringing random guys into my bed to interview hey, uh, them. So, <laughs> no, you're not random. But I'm literally going to accept no. I don't sleep with them. They just get into my bed, okay? We're, you know, we're all a mess. But in our own hopefully, ways, you know, talking about it and, pe- you know, everyone tuning in and tweeting and everything, like, We can talk about these because I think, you know, a lot of times in general, anytime we keep things bottled up and we don't talk about certain things, it's bad. It's just bad. Oh, yeah. Bottling stuff up for ourselves is bad for society. And that's why I was unapologetically not afraid of this show because Mm -hmm. I'm going to say whatever the fuck is on my mind or on my guest's mind or whoever's in bed with me. Like, we're going to get pretty intense and real. And real. So I always like to give my guests an opportunity to ask me something. I feel like I put you all on the spot so you can put me on the spot and ask me any question that you want to know right now live. What is what is your biggest fear out here in L.A. in La La Land? Since I've moved here you know, granted, I have family and friends and went, you know, was at a school with like 10,000 kids. So I was constantly surrounded by people and support systems and everything. And then I up out of the middle of nowhere, like October, November, I was like, yep, I'm coming to L.A. But it wasn't like a permanent thing, I thought. Like I figured, you know, I'm going to move here. I'm going to finish, you know, school up. And then I'm not going to like it and mm. I'm not I'm going to want to go back and, you know, go back to my apartment and go back to my life because I left mid lease. But then I like up and left. And before I knew it, like I didn't even have time to think about um, how, what it would be like to leave everyone. Like I literally. I know, how packed, is that? Yeah. Being away from I just your family. It's crazy because I packed up two suitcases and I lived out of two suitcases for like two months. And then eventually, you know, I got this place and then bought my own bed. I bought my own bed. That's when you know you're a fucking adult. When you put it on your credit card and it's so expensive, you have to pay it off. They really are expensive. Yeah, just everything. It was so, you know, moving here, you know, that was my fear is that, like, I 
was gonna like literally die and like no like have no support system because I need that sometimes and you know I'm afraid of being alone in general because I get too crazy when I'm alone for long periods of time like I'm an extrovert I need to be around people so that was my fear but specifically in LA I was afraid that like everything that I had done you know previously like I'd get out here and um and it would be so clean slate that like no one would want you know, to work with me or anything or nothing would work out at all. And I would just be left and then I'd be broke and then homeless and then wouldn't even have enough money to go back to Chicago. And it's been the total opposite experience, right? So, so far. far. I mean, I'm, I'm doing good. And that was a really good question, though. So what was it like getting in bed with me? Hmm. Let's think about that. That might I might have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I enjoyed it. It was really nice being open with somebody. Yeah. Is it? I call this the cloud bed. From from one to ten, rate how soft this bed is. It's definitely up there. Oh, oh, you have a little thing on top too. Oh yeah, it gets it gets a ten. It gets yeah. a ten. It's a yeah. Ten. And. Where can we check you out online? Give us your links. You can go to my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash Anthony Xavier the. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at a Xavier with two underscores at the end. And if you want to find me on Snapchat, I'm undefined with two D's at the end. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Anthony. I'm so excited. He drove all the way up from San Diego. All the way up here. To come, hours. To come on the show. Remember, be a hoe all you want. <laughs> yes. Just be a safe be hoe. Be you unapologetically, safely. Find the hoe in you. Thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to support the show, I have a donate link. Um, you can check it out. Support it. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Eddie Smith or inbedwitheddie.com. And yep. don't forget to follow me at Eddie Oliver S on Twitter. Tweet at me with the hashtag in bed with Eddie. Let me know who is going to get in my bed next. Who do you want to see in my bed next? Peace, love, and positivity. Bye. Yeah.